Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 4th, 2017. Happy Star Wars Day. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. If you don't know why today is Star Wars Day, think about it. We'll come back to you at the end of the show. Going to be a quick one today. Hopefully, I uh, got some got some GM talk that I want to get to. Another fresh, juicy GM rumor. Not really a rumor. It's actually a report because it was, it was sourced directly. No anonymous sources there. Uh, Josh Robinson of the Orlando Sentinel with an update on the GM search. So I'll talk a little bit about that, uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about the Magic's GM search in general and where I think it should be uh, and where the team should be heading now. And it seems like they're they're on track. So I think some of the worry when I originally wrote the column is dying. And then of course. We'll continue our player evaluations today with a look at C.J. Watson. So we won't spend too much time on that um, because C.J. Watson kind of didn't have a good year. But before we get going, I do want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long, long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or a concert, or even to sell tickets to a game or a concert. I don't know why I'd have tickets to a concert that I'm looking to sell, but when I have tickets to sell for a game, for a game like uh, I'll be out of town for an upcoming Orlando City game, I'll post my tickets on SeatGeek. I know that they will get sold, and I will get a good price on those tickets. Both, both the buying and selling experience are very, very good on SeatGeek. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time, and most importantly, money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code L-O-MAGIC. That's L-O-M-A-G-I-C. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-MAGIC today. As I said, there is some news to report on the GM front uh, you know, we've been talking about this all week. It's going to be continued to talk about um, really some, some bi- a big business day for the Magic on uh, on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about the other news on tomorrow's episode, barring any other uh, GM news coming out uh, with the Magic deciding to purchase the Orlando Solar Bears. I'll have a couple, I'll have a reaction to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But today we're going to focus in on the GM search itself. And Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel spoke to Orlando Magic CEO Alex Martins and got the lowdown, essentially, on where the Magic are at in the GM search. Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel reports that uh, the Magic 
I've indeed begun interviewing candidates for their open president of basketball operations job. Alex Martins, of course, did not say who they were interviewing, of course, nor, nor should he at this point. Um, and that, that he said that the process is still going to take take a little bit of time, but the Magic are make are making progress and winnowing down their list and, and beginning to bring in candidates. Uh, here's what Martins told the Orlando Sentinel, quote, As you said from the outset, we don't expect a quick decision or a quick resolution due to the fact that there are some executives involved in the playoffs that we're interested in speaking to, and most likely we will not be granted permission until those teams have been eliminated from the playoffs. That's expected. In light of that, we're moving along well, and we've been going through our process, and we will not conclude it until we have the opportunity to speak to those individuals. So the Magic are beginning to bring in some guys that are up for the president of basketball operations position, and it does. And Robbins does report that the Magic are planning to bring in a president of basketball operations. That's not simply to hire a GM. They're going to bring in someone who will be in charge of the basketball operations for the for the team, and then he will hire a GM to work under him. Many people believe that that will be Matt Lloyd retained. Uh, as the interim GM into the full-time GM underneath a new president of basketball operations. So, obviously, they're not telling us who, who it is, but the Magic have begun the process of of interviewing candidates. So there are some candidates out there that have either are free agents already or have been eliminated that they're interested in talking to. Um uh, there's a lot of speculation out there, of course, that the Magic are interested in talking to David Griffin, the, the general manager for the Cavaliers, and so the Magic obviously will wait a little bit longer for that. The Cavs defeated Toronto. They're up 2-0 in their second-round playoff series against the Toronto Raptors. The other big rumor, of course, is the Magic were chasing Kevin McHale, the former Minnesota Timberwolves coach and general manager, as well as former Houston Rockets head coach. That could be someone that they have interviewed already. There are plenty of other candidates that the Magic could have interviewed. What's going to be interesting is A, how long are the Magic willing to wait? And B, you got to keep an eye on what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks um, reportedly are getting set to part ways with uh, their general manager, Wes Wilcox, as well as have their head coach, Mike Budenholzer, step down as the president of basketball operations there. So it could become very possible that the Magic are no longer the only open job on the market. That does raise maybe the urgency level to bring in a guy that they really believe in sooner rather than later so that they don't lose out on maybe their second or third choice if they strike out on their first choice, which by all reports and accounts seems to be um, Mr. David Griffin with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Again, how long are you willing to wait on Griffin to get the to, to get him in and establish him as the president of basketball operations if he's going to leave at that? It seems like Cleveland is even putting this off until the end of the playoffs as well. So it's going to be a little bit of a race there right before the NBA draft if the Magic carry it out this long. So some movement there with the GM search. With the GM search, it does. I, 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 let's 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 get out of the nitty gritty and out of out of the out of the trees here and out of the uh, rumors that are going around and just leave it for what it is. The Magic are making progress. They're beginning to bring in candidates that they can. They're beginning to uh, winnow down their list and they're in the process. They're in the process of bringing in that new president of basketball operations, and it does seem that they're going to go with that structure to for their front, for their front office, which is different than what they had with Rob Hennigan. Rob Hennigan reported directly to Alex Martins. The way, you know, usually you give the president of basketball operations a little bit more independence. You know, I think Martins will still be the top guy. He's essentially the, the day-to-day owner for the Magic, but 
it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, the, the PBO has a little bit more freedom as well. So we will we will see exactly how things play out. Of course, a long way to go still. Um, I think the Magic are going to wait to see if, see what teams get eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, and, and you know, uh, there's obviously been speculation about Travis Schlenk from Golden State, the assistant GM for the Warriors, that there could be a candidate. David Griffin, of course. So there's there, it's going to be a while. The Magic are going to make sure they interview who they need to interview. And so maybe the Magic do not even bring in a GM, bring in a new uh, president of basketball operations until after the NBA Finals end. So keep an eye on that. Having said all that, it does feel to me that a lot of this search has focused on names and 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 people that are definite I don't want to say reaches but definite dream candidates. Yeah, I mean we're not talking Jerry West or Mitch Kupchak which some people have suggested to me. Those are Pie in the sky, you only get them in 2K when the computer doesn't care about like personal things. Those aren't happening. And I don't think the Magic are even... Bo- I mean, maybe the Magic reached out, but I don't think they're happening. Larry Bird was another guy who there were rumors that the Magic would reach out to. And it's one thing to reach out to someone. It's one, another thing to believe that you'll actually get him. I never believed for a second that the Magic would actually get him. When it comes to the names that have leaked out regarding this open position with the Magic, there are a lot of those kinds of names. When I first heard that the Magic were chasing David Griffin, I thought, well, he is technically a free agent. I would want the Magic to go after him uh, to at least check in and see if he was interested. But I never thought in a million years that they could get him. And... Even now, sitting here with all the reports about the legitimate interests that the Magic have in Griffin and the slow negotiations between the Cavaliers and Griffin, I still kind of believe it's a bargaining ploy and Griffin stays in Cleveland. And so, at this point, it's good to hear that the Magic are taking in, are beginning the interview process and beginning to vet candidates. Because after this weekend, I was like, okay, these names are fun. But it's time to get serious. It's time to figure out exactly what you're looking for. Begin the interview process and get someone in place. It's fun to talk about Larry Bird. It's fun to talk. It's even fun to talk about David Griffin. And this, I mean... Griffin now feels a little more real, so maybe you, you take some of the risks that I'm about to describe here. But you need to have someone in place to begin guiding and directing this franchise forward. Matt Lloyd, I'm sure, is doing a great job preparing the team for the draft. But it is draft season. And for this Magic team, there is no more important addition to the team than who they take with that top pick. It is one of the most important decisions the new president of basketball operations is going to make as the leader of this organization. And it's funny how that always happens. 
often the first decision that they make is the most important. I mean, you think about it. Rob Hennigan, his first two decisions as general manager, essentially, were hiring a coach and trading Dwight Howard. Those were two very big decisions that shaped his entire tenure. His entire five years were shaped by those two decisions. And I think the same will be said about this present basketball operations. A lot of their tenure will be shaped by the player they pick with the fifth with the fifth best lottery odds in this year's draft. And so I like the idea of David Griffin. I think I've I've explained this. He built a championship team. Yes, he had LeBron James, but he had to make some smart trades to supplement the roster, keep them improving, and have them in a position to beat the Golden State Warriors. You need good players, but you need a good plan too. And you got to give Griffin credit for the way he worked the cap and the way that he built that roster. At the same time, if the finals end the Sunday before the NBA draft, is that too late? Can you hire can you interview and hire someone to be the president of basketball operations and make this critical decision? Setting his entire tenure with such little run-up time to prepare. And again, it's not that Matt Lloyd's not going to be prepared. Matt Lloyd is going to be prepared. He, he'll know. If, if, I, if I know Matt Lloyd at all, he is going to know this draft backwards and forwards because the Magic have a lot invested in this draft. They potentially four picks in this draft in the first 35. That's, that's, those are quality players you can bring in. But I think it is important that the Magic begin to recognize these risks and begin to recognize and begin to, to think about we need to be prepared for this draft. We need someone in place to guide us through this draft. And it's not something that we can wait it's not something that we can hold off until the very end. Essentially what I'm saying is if you're going to wait on David Griffin, you better know before the Cavs season ends that he's going to come to Orlando. And I would suspect that the longer you wait... On Griffin, the longer you wait, the more likely it is that he's going to end up in Orlando. There are ways, of course, to figure this out without interviewing him and talking to him directly, which would be tampering. Uh, That's the NBA, that that stuff happens all the time. But without doubt, now is the time to really begin getting serious. You made your list. You know all the candidates that are out there. Now you got to pick the ones that you want. You got to pick the ones you want to bring in for an interview. And you got to be and you got to begin the moving the machinery to get it done. It's not panic time yet for the magic. There's still the combine and the lottery. 
in the next two weeks. After the lottery is when things begin to speed up. You're going to want someone in there to conduct that interview with the player, with especially the top player that you're going to be drafting. Getting to know him because that relationship between the present basketball operations, the GM, the coach, and that player is going to be critical to the team's success and development. So we're not in crunch time yet. But we're definitely in in the time of let's start vetting the serious candidates. Let's start bringing in the serious candidates that we can. And let's be ready to move quickly when we find the guy, when we find our guy. And the good news is, it does seem like the Magic are doing that. They're more than well into the process and they're beginning to really look at the person that they want leading their basketball operations for the foreseeable future. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 as we've been doing uh, throughout this throughout the past couple weeks, time for a quick player evaluation. I'm going to make this one really quick because uh, it's a little bit late for me. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about C.J. Watson. Uh, C.J. Watson, uh, not much to talk about statistically with C.J. Um, you know, I think the story with him was the Magic originally brought him in three-year, fifteen million dollar contract. They brought him in on a to be a backup point guard, kind of combo guard. You know, fill in spot minutes when they need it, when they needed it. They signed DJ Augustin, pushed Watson further back down the depth chart after his, his strange injury last year, the strange calf injury that I don't think they ever fully explained. Um, but essentially, they felt comfortable with him. Like, if someone gets hurt, he can play either guard position. He's a good shooter, solid player, not going to make too many mistakes, not going to stand out too much. Uh, just just a solid player. That's that's C.J. Watson in a nutshell. He's, I mean, I like to say he's kind of anonymous. That He's, he's anonymous on the floor. He's anonymous, you know, talking to him. Uh, he's a nondescript guy. He just kind of gets his work done, gets his job done. Um, and so that's C.J. Watson. This year, though, was not a good year for C.J. Watson. Shot 38.7% from the floor, 30.5% from three, four and a half points per game, uh, 1.9 assists per game. Kind of didn't do much offensively. I mean, I think that's honestly what it came down to. I'm sure I did a podcast on on, on him a few times, but... C.J. Watson became something of a flashpoint for Magic fans throughout the year because Frank Vogel consistently turned to him at the backup two spot over Mario Hazonia. Certainly, with the Magic trying to make the playoffs, I think Vogel favored kind of the steady hand of a veteran and someone that he trusted, especially on the defensive end, over, over someone who's essentially still a rookie or still developing in the league. And I think it says more about Mario Hazonia and, and his struggles that he couldn't overtake Watson in the rotation. Watson, for as nondescript as he was, was a better player. Now, he wasn't contributing much on the offensive end. His offense was mysteriously bad. But defensively, he seemed to have a positive effect for the team. 
when you looked at some of his defensive metrics or some of the on-off numbers, when he was on the floor defensively, the team was really good. And for a team that was beginning to struggle with defense, especially in December and January, that seemed valuable. It seemed to make sense that, yeah, you throw Watson in there, you may not be able to measure his effect very clearly, but something's working there. Of course, you're not relying on Watson to stop the best player on the other team. You're not asking him to do very much, but he just kind of knew where to be. He, he knew the defensive schemes. He knew the help rotations, and, and he played that role really, really, really well. That's valuable. I, I don't think that's not valuable. That That is a valuable trait. But when push came to shove, the Magic started to need to develop youth. They pushed Watson to the side. And as the Magic picked up the pace, I think Watson began to struggle because Watson is not a kind of fast-break point guard. His shooting continued to struggle. Had another bad shooting year after shooting 29.2% in his 33 games last year with the Magic. Shot 30.5% from beyond the arc. Obviously not good enough for the team. And eventually, Watson became the third point guard that everyone imagined he was at the beginning of the year. And so, with Watson... It was maybe the year we all expected him to have individually. It was just that the Magic had to rely on him more than they expected to. And that, you know, frankly, was part of the problem. That's part of the problem for the Magic in general this season was they relied on guys to do more than they provided this year. And Watson was a symbol of that too. When it comes to Watson, this is probably his last this was probably his last year in a Magic uniform. The Magic signed him to a three-year, $15 million deal. That last year, only $1 million is guaranteed. I don't expect C.J. Watson to be on the roster past that guarantee date. It seems inevitable that the Magic needs some change. They need to create as much cap space as they can to try and, and inf- in, influx the roster with some new talent. Uh, and Watson is going to end up being a casualty of that. The team is, again, so uh, is due for change. There's a front office change as well it seems like Watson is going to be an odd man out. And it feels inevitable that he will be pushed out and his time with the Magic will come to an end. Somehow I don't think fans are going to miss him very much just because you barely noticed him when he was on the floor because he didn't produce very much statistically. That's going to do it for today's show. Before we log off, let's do... Our hashtag, one lottery per day. That's right. We're going to simulate our one lottery for the day. Uh, remember, you can send me your hashtag, one lottery per day, on Twitter at OmagicDaily or at LockedOnMagic. We are officially 12 days from the NBA draft lottery and knowing exactly where the Orlando Magic are going to pick. Again, they have a 29.1% chance of landing in the top three and 8.8% chance of landing the top pick. Uh, I, I am sure some of you saw that Sports Illustrated link that came up about Magic Johnson saying uh, we're going to get a top three pick. I don't know how he knows that, but let's simulate today's one lottery per day and see whether he's right. Well, Mr. Johnson, you are wrong. The Lakers ended up with the fifth pick in today's one lottery per day. That gives the, that gives the Magic eight times, eight times out of 18 that they've gotten the Lakers pick in our one lottery per day. Our top three today, the Phoenix Suns get the top pick. The Charlotte Hornets rise nine spots to get number two. And the number three pick in the draft goes to the Orlando Magic. I don't think Magic fans would be too upset with that result. 
Charlotte might stink to see Charlotte get the second pick in an in-division rival team that already has 36 wins, but they don't need a point guard. They got Kemba. Ooh. I like I, I like those possibilities as well. That's the fun of the lottery. You get some weird teams up there who may not need point guards, and then they end up have and then they end up passing on the guy that you really want. So today's one lottery per day. The Magic end up with the third pick. Get the Lakers pick. Phoenix, Charlotte, Orlando, your top three. Send me your hashtag one lottery per day. Remember, only simulate your lottery once. Don't do it until the Magic get the top pick. Honor system, guys. Send them to me on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as at OmagicDaily. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. You can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to follow us online at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Lots of great content coming for you still. Even though the season is over, we're continuing our season recap and beginning to look ahead to the NBA draft. Lots more draft stuff coming next week as the NBA draft combine kicks off. Lots of lots of good stuff coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all for listening once again. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On, Ma- Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. May the 4th be with you, always. Happy Star Wars Day, everybody. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17